Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Competitive Enablement Show on the Compete Network, powered by Clue, the podcast for product marketers and compete professionals looking to give their companies a competitive advantage. I'm your host, Adam McQueen, and today I'm joined by my partner in crime, producer Ben, and we're here for the third installment of our Compete Week replays. Today, we are learning about what it takes to not just build momentum in your compete program we spent a lot of time around how you build your compete program from scratch but what it actually takes to keep that momentum going keeping that buy-in six months up down the line a year down the line right ben yeah that's right adam so we've got lead iq senior product marketing manager mitch comstock and he takes us through in his opinion the three most important stakeholders stakeholder groups that you need to influence in order to keep that momentum going in your program. And no surprise here, Adam, they all have to do with sales. Yeah, he it's it's kind of like a three-tiered. I won't I won't reveal all of what Mitch shares today, but um, it's sort of three tiers, right? It's the boots on the ground, get that buy-in amongst the sellers on the front lines. There's the sales leadership that are the budget holders. They need to see the impact you're having on those in the front lines. And then there's also this midpoint, which is actually a really interesting um, partnership. We don't talk about too much is the partnership between product marketing um, or and compete and sales enablement. And he shares a couple real good examples. The sales enablement team actually got brought in or was built after he launched the compete program. So it was a, a unique experience for, to, for him to bring in sales enablement into what he was doing from a compete standpoint, but I think there's a really big opportunity to work closely with sales enablement and weave in competitive training throughout all the things that, that the sales enablement team's doing with the sellers in the field. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, he really talks about how you can be an advisor to the sales enablement team to help inform training. And, you know, it's such an obvious connection, um, but maybe one that uh, we don't talk about enough. So I'm really glad that Mitch touched on it here. Yeah, Mitch Mitch is great. He's been on the show multiple times. Uh, he'll be he'll be on multiple times as well. It was a, it's a short and sharp presentation like all of these ones were uh, at Compete Week, which I love. So with that all said, let's get into Mitch's session at Compete Week 2022. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Mitch Comstock. I am Senior Product Marketing Manager at Lead IQ. Uh, excited to be here at Compete Week. Uh, and today I'm talking about how to keep your business invested in Compete. Um, and I'm going to be talking about my experience at Lead IQ. So I've been here about a year and a half and uh, what I've done and what maybe I would have done differently, um, looking at building a compete program and then continuing uh, to keep that momentum as we go through. So at a really high level, you know, when we think about compete and, and what I see a lot of, we talk about how do you start building that program? But really what I've seen, you know, keeping that investment is almost harder um, where, you know, a lot of times when you come in, you can get people to understand the importance, you know, you can get that initial buy-in, but as things change, whether that's, you know, we see a lot of layoffs now uh, going on right now, um, reorgs, new people joining, people leaving, um, it can be really hard to keep that momentum and keep people invested in kind of what you're doing. So at a really high level, the three things that I look at are, you know, constantly reinforcing uh, with your internal teams. So that's reminding them, you know, what competitive materials you have, um, keeping at top of mind the, the work that you are doing. And that leads into the second part about building in public, where 
you know, you shouldn't be in your own little silo and then spitting out a battle card or uh, spitting out a one pager. Um, you really compete is all about, you know, working with teams, building those relationships. Um, and the more, you know, out there you can be with what you're doing. And, you know, in, in software product talks a lot about, you know, build fast and react to what customers say. It's the same with compete. We need to build quick. We need to get things into the hands of, you know, sellers, the executive team, marketing, um, and get their reactions. And then we can sort of, uh, we can make adjustments based on that. Um, and then the last one is just, you know, you have to do some self-promotion when it comes to compete, especially if you're a team of one, uh, whether the, you're dedicated to CI or uh, maybe you're a product marketing manager like myself who wears a lot of different hats. Um, you know, these other teams don't know everything that you know, and you need to kind of show them and tell them, you know, when you have successes or um, things that you found out through the compete program you've built. You really need to kind of self-promote and toot your own horn a little bit to to get people to buy into that. Um, so, I mean, these are at a really high level, just things as you're as you're building, as you're working on it, that you should keep in mind. But today, I want to talk about there's three real important teams that I look at when I'm trying when I'm thinking about keeping investment and things that I've focused on here at Lead IQ, um, especially over the last couple months as I've looked back at you know, what could have been done differently or how we could um, continue to build the momentum in our own program. So the first is sales leadership. And and you'll notice a theme, all three of these are around sales, mainly because sales is going to be your number one consumer of the materials. You know, you do things for executive leadership, for product, for marketing, but at the end of the day, if there's one team we need to focus on, it's the sales team and helping them close more deals, win more of those competitive de uh, competitive deals. Um, so from a sales leadership side, the, the couple things that I've focused in on here is getting that executive buy-in on the sales side. Um, you know, here at Lead IQ, we have new sales leadership in from when we built our, uh, initially built our compete program. So, you know, it's really important to get them to understand what you're doing, how you're doing it, and then what that impact is on, uh, the sales team and, and the reps individually. Um, as you're, do, as you're doing that buy-in, you know, you need to align on what compete means. So I've experienced this here where I'm thinking about compete, you know, what do sales reps need? Um, what's the most important thing for us to, to do? Even who do you track from a competitive standpoint? You know, if you're misaligned with what sales leadership is thinking, that's where you're going to start to see uh, things not being adopted, um, you know, pushback from sales, from sales teams around, you know, what you're delivering. Um, so understanding that, and then you can have the conversation. It's better to do that ahead of time than have it come up. You know, if there's a renewal on your, uh, your software that you're using or, um, any sort of budgeting, you, you want to get ahead of that as much as you can. Um, and the third thing, which I think is the most important is tying compete to the sales success. So from a sales leadership standpoint, they don't get into the weeds as much with, you know, in, into the deals, what are the sales reps doing? They're looking for the sales reps to close that deal. So they see, you know, at a high level, you know, opportunities, what's our win rate, things like that. But when you have success and, and reps who are using either the materials that you have, uh, maybe they bring you into the deal to actually talk with a prospect. That's the kind of stuff and level of detail they don't necessarily see. So that's where tooting your own horn and, and you know, calling out when there's um, big, big wins there is really important. And, you know, you can do that in a newsletter if you're, if you have one of those, 
Um, you could just do it in if you have a success channel or you know a wins channel, things like that in Slack are, are other good areas to to call that out. But that's that's the big thing from the sales leadership side. They need to kind of get a transparency into what you're doing. Um, so that you could start to build that buy-in, get their support going forward. For the second group, though, you know, sales enablement is another big part of this equation. And this can be different for your org, depending on if uh, you have a sales enablement team, maybe that falls onto you as the product marketing manager. Um, but if you do have a team, and here at Lead IQ, we actually added one this past year. So after our compete program was already put together, um, it's all about building that partnership. You know, ideally you're delivering materials to the sales enablement team who can then package it, do the real, do the actual trainings with sales reps, but it, it does need to be a partnership there. And I think when I look back on what we did here at Lead IQ, you know, sales enablement has a million different things that they want to train the sales team on from the processes to how do you work a deal to discovery calls, but we need to be advocates for compete um, and, and really push when there's a need for a specific competitor training or hey we have new battle cards we need sales enablement to help drive the reps to go use them um that's where you need to kind of you be a little advocate and we can we can make some pushes there and the way you do that is by sharing the proof of why compete is necessary and why it's important at that time um so i'll talk about this a little bit at the end but there's a lot of things you can do to track your compete whether that's um win loss and just checking to see you know how many how many times is this competitor coming up in the last month? Um, one that I've had a lot of success with recently is actually tracking uh, the ad hoc requests that I'm getting for Compete. So anytime a sales rep slacks me and is asking for a quick bit of information on you know, this competitor or, hey, here's the scenario, what would you do? Um, keeping a running list of that because you can, you can share that with sales and email to say, hey, you know, I've had 10 reps in the last month ask me about this specific thing. We should probably do a training on it and I can put together those materials. So sales enablement is another big part of it. And the third one is the sales reps. Obviously, they're the consumers. They're the people that uh, we really need to be enabling enabling, and giving the right content to. Um, and there's a couple of things here that, I, that I've been trying to implement and, uh, and having some success. So 15-minute coffee chats, um, this is all about building the relationships with them. Uh, you know, find your advocates within the sales team. You, it's You're not always going to be, the materials you put together aren't going to be for all the reps. You might have some seasoned reps who have you have been with your company a long time. They don't need that information as much as a new rep, um, you know, someone who's struggling to, to build their pipeline, struggling to close deals. So finding the reps who are most open to this um, and throw 15 minutes on their calendar. I'll typically run through four questions around, you know, how is messaging landing? What are you hearing from prospects? Uh, what are they concerned with? You know, what competitors have come up a lot and where are you struggling? Where do you need help from compete from CI? Um, it's, it's a great way to build that relationship. You could do it, you know, uh, monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, whatever process works best for you, but um, really getting in front of them on a regular basis. Um, the regular flow of information. So this is kind of the back and forth of, you know, we're delivering information to the reps, but then we need their feedback too. So this is where those relationships can really help is if you're sitting on their team meetings, you know, get five minutes to hear from the reps, uh, anything new they've heard over the last couple of weeks. Um, really insert yourself into kind of the way the sales reps and the sales team is operating. 
um, and you can make yourself more a part of, of those deals and really deliver more value to the third point here. Um, you know, we, th- we think in marketing, uh, at least here at lead IQ, we've been talking about trying to overload our, say our SDRs with inbound leads. Um, we want to overload them and then we can start to scale back to, to really refine that. It's the same thing I think about with compete. You know, we don't necessarily want to be doing every single, uh, request that we get if it's low value, something like that. But especially when you're building your, your compete program and, when you're trying to keep the investment and the momentum, you know, I advocate for, for answering every single one of those as best you can. Um, and then once you do feel like you're starting to become overloaded, you can start to scale back and put some guardrails around, you know, Hey, here's the battle cards. Um, you go there, go there to find this information. Um, but until you get to that point, I mean, that's when you start to see that you're, you're having success. They're looking to you as an expert which is really the key overall that we're trying to do there. Um, so I ran through those really quick uh, in this short session today, but you know, from a tactical standpoint, what can you do uh, to build, to keep that investment, to build the momentum? Um, some of the tactical things and some of these I talked through, but a couple of the big ones that, that I've started doing, you know, track the CI requests. So anytime you get a Slack uh, or you get an email, you get a rep asking you for something, just, toss it in. I, I use Notion, but you can use any sort of uh, any sort of tracking tool like that um, and start to see some of the trends. You know, is there, is there a particular team? Is there a particular rep that's asking you a lot? Uh, is there a particular competitor that comes out a lot? You'll start to learn a lot of things that you might miss just in the hectic day-to-day of a, of a CI or a product marketing manager. Um, you know, make CI visible, over-communicate. So if you're doing a newsletter, great. Continue to push that on a regular cadence. If you're not, maybe start a competitive intelligence newsletter. It's a great way to summarize everything that you're doing and to kind of bubble that up to the right people. Um, your content, your training, again, make it very public what you're working on um, and then make public you know, the feedback that you're getting from reps and from the teams. Um, a couple other things, you know, you could be doing a sales confidence survey. It's a great way to get at a higher level, you know, a general feeling of how the sales team uh, is feeling against competitors and uh, in, in, in their deals. Um, the other thing is uh, from a CRM standpoint, you know, make competitors a required field, work with your RevOps team, you know, so you can start to track how often these competitors come up. Uh, you can start to do some basic win loss, which is really important to showing some of the value of what you do. Um, and just start meeting with the sales leadership and the sales reps on a semi-regular basis, you know, throw 15 minutes on their calendar, Find the ones that are, you know, willing to work back and forth with you um, and start small, start in a way that, uh, you know, that you're going to be able to do well and that you're going to be able to do consistently and you can continue to grow out from there. You know, you don't want to bite off too much. Uh, there are too much that you can't chew. But um, if you start doing that, you know, that's a great way to build that investment and a great way to uh, to continue to grow your CI program. So that's it for me. Uh, thank you to Clue for inviting me to Compete Week here. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear your questions. So let's hear them. The 
best sellers are the ones who show up as their authentic selves. And everyone needs a little help getting from here to there. I'm Jody Geiger, Revenue Enablement Leader at Clue and host of the Winning as Women podcast on the Compete Network. On Winning as Women, we're talking to the best sellers, leaders, coaches to learn the tools they use to get themselves and their organizations from here to there. Spoiler alert, there are no shortcuts from here to there. Becoming better sellers and a more authentic version of ourselves, it's a journey. A journey that almost always encounters a few hiccups and speed bumps, maybe even bruises along the way. And if you didn't guess it from the title, yeah, the guests, they're mostly women. Why? Well, because it's mostly men giving advice on how to coach and lead revenue teams today. We know that representation matters, and we want that next generation to only know a world where selling, leading, and driving organizations forward is done equally by all people. So join us for season two of the Winning as Women podcast on the Compete Network, powered by Clue.